Hey, before the episode starts, we just wanted to give a disclaimer that we do not claim to be professionals in any of the areas that we talk about. We are simply college students learning as you guys do. So please keep that in mind. Thanks. was a very good ding sweet all right we are back folks the state of nature podcast yet again i believe this is episode five yep yeah, yeah episode five it's a job now <laughs> it is becoming <laughs> it's our career yes ian it's already sounds now. excited yeah. today <laughs> yeah. yeah ian's having a bit of a morning i guess he you woke up at eight and then you what was it you fell back asleep you woke up there's again homework obviously i woke up and there's people in my house and i was like oh my gosh now there weren't just how many people it was like eight there's eight people that's just the ideal out. way to wake up from yep. a nap is eight there you people go in your yeah. house. so i I'm, I'm a little delayed here folks but that's okay because we're uh we're we're getting it we're, we're, <laughs> we're chasing that bread <laughs> let's get this bread i guess yeah there right. we go no yeah so we're gonna <laughs> Yeah, started off with politics, Ian. All right, uh, cool. Um, first <laughs> off, you guys know it, we know it. Um, the current uh, Cohen, what, testimonies? Yeah, Michael yeah. Cohen testified. Yeah, Michael, Michael, te- Michael. Was it the hat? It was the House. Yeah, yeah. House, co- mm-hmm. House, what was it? House Committee? What's House the name committee. of that? Let's get the name specifically. Because yeah. there's second, a specific name for the committee that. And I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, keep right. on going about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I'll look into it. But. <laughs> All right, so he more or less came forward. He was arrested, and he more or less, I don't want to say threw Trump under the bus, but more like we, all of our fears or rumors turned out to be true. Uh, according to Michael Cohen and backing documents, he was breaking campaign finance laws. He was leaked information about the Hillary email dump. He, I mean, he, yeah, he didn't. But Julian Assange basically yeah, yeah, gave yeah. A, a tip to Trump, yeah. and yeah, was he like, did, "Hey, he there's, there's a real yeah. showstopper coming Hillary's way." Right. I got the name of the committee. What finally, is it? the House Oversight and Reform Committee. That's it. Cool. Sweet. All I right. got House right and committee right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close enough. I feel the good. hork. No, but Killed this it. is this is the thing though is snitches get stitches, <laughs> except for when that snitch has nothing left to lose. Stitches aren't what he's worried yeah, about. Exactly. He I mean, he's facing he's facing prison time. Yeah, the, like regardless of information, he's like, all right, well, I'm done. I, I I might as well like you know. There were several key yeah. points of this hearing that I found just absolutely astonishing. I mean, the first thing is Cohen has been one of Trump's closest Absolutely. friends right, on top right. of employees for the last, what, 10 years plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Cohen basically had nothing to lose in this because right. he's not, he's, he, he's been let go by Trump. Yeah, he's, he's done. Yeah. He's like, done. So he's got, he's got no tie to mm-hmm. Trump's salary. You know, his salary isn't running on Trump dollars anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So he had no, he had nothing to lose at this. Mm-hmm. The, the So that's one thing that kind of makes me, want to believe him is i'm like dude he's got nothing he's got nothing to hide right yeah 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 and and seriously like if your boss asks you to do a bunch of craziness for them 
and then lets you go, you're going to mm-hmm. be like, yeah, screw that dude. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Like, so, and not I mean, only that, he had the documents to prove a lot of this. Yeah. Stuff. It's not, and like, I think that wasn't blind most... testimony. This was like, he had, he's like, all right, here's what I'm saying. And, yeah. Like, you know, sets it under and he's been working with attorneys and stuff like that in yeah. order to make sure that this is accurate of what's going on. Yeah. So it's definitely not like just, yeah, a blind witness coming yeah, out of left field like, type thing, you know? Yeah. For sure. He has, yeah, he, and that's probably the most, like, stark thing about it mm-hmm. is that, like, at first it's like, oh, like, he's just coming out. He's just going to save his own neck and stuff. It's been so much more than that. It's been, it's escalated exponentially. And mm-hmm. I was kind of ticked at the fact that how during the committee the Republicans were like attacking Cohen like how could you re- betray the Republican Party how could you do this none of them mentioned a single thing about well, what none Trump of them, has yeah. done none of them asked yeah. real questions that was the other thing that I took note on quite quickly watching watching the hearing right. I watched it after it happened yeah, I I definitely yeah. but the what I was noticing was a lot of the, like, pretty much all of the Republicans up there got up to call him a liar. Right. They're wasting everyone's time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I understand, I understand that you're trying to protect your president that is the head of your party at the moment. Right. I get it. But you heading up there, you being up there and not asking the the, the crucial questions that could actually give us information that could lead to to an impeachment process right the fact that they're just sitting up there like that is wasting everybody's time and and not to mention like some of the dumbest things i've seen ever i've never seen liar liar pants on fire said at a (laughs) at a a hearing like this that's how we know it's professional yeah liar liar pants on fire and he's up there stuttering i'm like dude i know you probably thought this through in your head but this isn't the time nor the place to look yeah you yeah. know, like witty. You're not. You're not. You're not a. You're not a hero. You're not dude. a 21 year old college student. This who's is a debate. Out, yeah, who's 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 out there protesting like a new reform. And like, the the other one that I thought mm-hmm. was colossally stupid was that that old old white lady who was like, y- "Do you promise to not make any book deals?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, "No." She's like, "Do you promise to not go on the news and talk about this?" He's like, "No." <laughs> He's like, like I'm on the. Think he's I'm like, doing? I'm on the news right now. <laughs> yeah. And like, she's like, well, then why? How can we trust that you're gonna change? It's like I don't think who you talk to, or how you say it, shows us that you've changed. I think the fact that you're coming out and admitting all of your wrongdoings, like, dude, the things he admitted to, would make anyone else just cringe admitting. Yeah. It would break mm-hmm. your soul to like his kids are seeing that, dude. Yeah. Like, immediately when he's talking about his kids, I'm thinking about my dad. I'm like, dude, I'm like, like, my dad is a superhero to me. And I can't imagine. Oh, I I imagine that his kids see him as a superhero. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. most kids probably, like, look up to or respect their parents on that level. exactly. And to see your dad admitting all of these heinous things and then just being like, dude, I, I own up to it. But I'm here to talk about the bigger picture. Yeah, exactly. Like, I played a part, no doubt. Yeah. But I'm not going to say I played all of the parts. Yeah, exactly. I helped, yeah. I helped our, our president, president of the United yes. States. <laughs> and then it makes you think about our previous uh, 
our previous witch hunts, not witch hunts, I should say, but our previous <laughs> hunts to that led to um, impeachment processes. I mean, right. I mean, Bill Clinton's transgressions or or like Nixon. It's like, dude, spying on the Democrats doesn't seem that bad anymore. Yeah, exactly. At all. (laughs) It doesn't. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it just the level of insanity behind all of these hearings. It's like, dude, they are. It's like Hansel and Gretel leaving their bread, their, you know, their trail of bread. It's like, dude, it's all leading back. Everything is leading Leading back. back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, the catch of it all is that we are so far into the presidency now that if he is put on impeachment, pro- is he, if he's put into an he's impeachment just process, be he can wait out. his yeah, time exactly. out. Like, just yeah. wait it out, dude. You're you're gonna you know you'll be out of office the, by the time anything's exactly. Finalized. And the process is supposed to be slow. He's in the Ugh. perfect situation. He he's right exactly where he wants to be. I don't I don't think he, he's worried. Like I don't he yeah. he has no reason to be. I mean, he was in North Korea when this was happening, exactly. so I doubt like, he's really worried about it too much. Yeah, Which, nothing that's even came of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's new? That's a whole other nightmare. Whole, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that another time. Just, I mean, I guess all I can say else about the Michael Cohen thing was every rumor that, or every, I guess, every everything we were thinking about Trump was basically confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, take... Erase Trump, erase Cohen from this. Right. And think about your own lives and think about the people closest to you. They they know probably more about you than complete strangers, obviously. So that's why I'm listening to Cohen and giving his his words right. thought. Exactly. You know, I'm yeah. really thinking about what he's saying. I mean, I, Cohen was basically saying there was one part of it where Cohen was saying he is blatantly racist he says things behind closed doors that are uh, appalling oh absolutely he was Mm -hmm. like we were driving he's like we've been to poverty stricken areas and he's turned to me and said only black people can live like this dude this is our president dude that's so insane this is not 1870 you can't (laughs) say things like that and just be cool especially in the wake of a recent black president like yeah like only black people like Holy cow. That's it it blows it truly leaves me speechless. It's just like I mean, you said yourself. I mean, there's definitely certain parts of of Utah that are just, you know, predominantly yeah, white. Yeah, before before we were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. poverty-stricken areas and the fact that he thinks only black people can live that way. It's like, dude, I think a significant amount of white people live in poverty yeah, in this and, country. And you would yeah. be ignorant to not. And, yeah, I'm about to say, I think he's just ignorant that. to poverty in general. Like, just get a clue. Like, yeah. Get have, a grip Get a grip on no, reality, man. Yeah, like, yeah. you have no idea what the world is like. Well, the, the craziest thing about the him and his views towards poverty is that a lot of poor white people were the ones who voted for Trump. Yeah, they're like, well, he's a straight talker. It's like, wait, yeah. no, it's like he's nothing like he. They're like, he finally someone we can relate to. I'm like, no, he's a New Yorker who's lived in a tower of gold his whole life practically. He there is literally nothing. Uh, what aside from maybe having similar skin tones <laughs> and speaking English? Yeah, I don't know what yeah. you'd have in common with a guy like him. Yeah. It's so janky, but yeah, well. I, I mean, in other news, aside from the Cohen, yeah, I mean, we're going to be hearing about Cohen. Yeah, for a, let's say that's, for a we'll probably talk about yeah. that again, so we won't dig as deep into it. 
right now, but uh, Ethan was letting me know about a, an issue with ISIS wives returning to their Europe. former countries. For, yeah. For, yeah, that's right. Former first world countries, Western westernized countries, you could say. So mm-hmm. in in England right now, there is a there is a I don't know her name, but she's been all over. I'll look BBC. that up. BBC. Um, I'll find her name real fast. It is shoot. Never. Yeah. What? Whatever. I'll look Isis, it up. Isis. Isis Bride. Le- okay. This is this is the story, and this is a similar story to what's going on with these girls, mm-hmm. also from America. The Daily. Uh, I think the New York Times does the Daily. Yeah, the Daily's mm-hmm. podcast covered it a few days ago, and they yeah. did an excellent yep. job. I mean, plus, I, I would definitely go give that a listen if you want like an in-depth. Um, analysis of the situation. Yeah. They, they take a look at two. Ooh, I'm going to butcher women. this name if I even try to say it. Is this the Give girl from go. the UK? Uh, it's the girl from Alabama. Right. Okay. So she yeah. was the one that was on the daily. Yeah. And her, her, okay. So her it's story is interesting. We'll Muthana. If I butcher that, I'm sorry. But yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But the gist of these girls' stories is that they see propaganda videos from ISIS, mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. beheadings or. Um, just intense combat and they right. see it as like their duty to leave the western world to go join this this terrorist organization right who mm-hmm. don't represent the doctrine of islam mm-hmm. in the slightest do you know what i yeah. mean right like they what they're doing is heinous mm-hmm. and these young girls feel like they need to go out and join isis so what they do is they often leave their society wherever that might be and buy plane tickets to Iraq or buy plane tickets to somewhere near Wherever, the Middle East. Yeah. And they are smuggled into ISIS territory. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, from, from the daily, they were basically saying this girl leaves Alabama and her father was an Armenian. Armenian? Yeah. Yeah. That's, he was an Armenian right. diplomat. Right. And she grows up with, with strict parents. Like, you can't have a boyfriend. You mm-hmm. can't do this and that. Mm-hmm. Finally, she's just, I think she was 19 when she left. She was 20. She was 20. Okay, well. Younger than me. (laughs) You're not that old. You don't know much. I mean, I'm 22. I don't know anything, basically. She does have a son now. (sighs) Okay, so this is is the problem is these women leave. Immediately, it sounds like they find out that they're not a part of the organization and they're not going to be. They are slaves to the men who are fighting their their holy wars basically mm-hmm. and their only job in in the organization is to marry and and birth children to carry on the islamic state's legacy right yeah and i don't know about you but if you've grown up in america where you have freedoms and opportunities uh that many women around the world do not have or and will never have Joining ISIS is quickly going to show you how good you had it before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very quickly. And, and well, this one girl in the podcast, she was basically saying, well, she was married to this one guy. And, and they, okay, so yeah, I, I left something out. These women get to um, the ISIS territories and they are immediately put into um, jail, essentially. Right. They're basically yeah, they put li- into captivity. Yeah, they live in a home and they can't leave until they get married yep so that is their only opportunity to leave and i guess this girl from alabama was there for about a month yeah Mm -hmm. and basically they 
they make you so bored out of your mind and they make you so desperate to get out that you're willing to marry whoever and whenever to get out. And that was right. the same for this girl in Alabama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She gets out and she says she's married to two other guys, I think. Yes, I want to so say what to a yeah, her, total of three guys, but two of them died. So that's yeah. the thing is these these women are constantly switching husbands out because their husbands are dying in combat fighting for ISIS. Mm -hmm. So there is no sense of stability. There's no sense of purpose. And there's, yeah, there's no sense of purpose. Right. So basically where we find ourselves now is the Islamic State has lost plenty of their ground. Mm -hmm. And these women from are the Western world are wanting to come back. Yeah. yeah. And we, as citizens of Western civilization and first world countries, have to decide, well, do we let them back in and yeah, give them another chance? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's up to us as, as society to draw that line. And, I mean, the whole point of us doing this podcast is to be honest about how we feel. It is our state mm -hmm. of nature. It's, mm -hmm. it's how we see it. And this is, I mean— a perfect example of us just trying to figure it out on a college college age male yeah, level exactly. yeah so you know so like with what i know and i speak for me here is you didn't just make a mistake so the way that a lot of these this women are putting it is we decision. made we made a mistake we were young yeah. we made a mistake and i'm like no dude running a red light and getting pulled over is a mistake Mm -hmm. you know maybe texting and driving yeah. that's a mistake and there will have there will be consequences mm -hmm. you know maybe shoplifting when you're like 12 is a mistake right mm -hmm. you joined an organization on the notion that you are going to be fighting the country that gave you every opportunity to succeed mm -hmm. for what mm -hmm. so on top of that the the girl from england this this girl from england is she just did an interview with the BBC, and she was saying to the camera, well, yeah, the videos that I saw were, like, making me want to go back, and they were making oh, me, okay, well, then the, yeah. the guy doing the interview goes, well, what was in the videos? And she was like, well, beheadings and yeah, stuff like that. Um, oh, silly, silly beheadings, you know? It's like, no, dude, those are citizens of our nations that they are beheading. Mm -hmm. You're a traitor, dude. Well, this was the, this is my thing that I compare it to. Mm -hmm. How friendly are we historically to Benedict Arnold? <laughs> Not at How all. How friendly are we yeah, as Americans actually, to I him? Mean, okay, well, I mean, we have eggs Benedict, but that's a different story. We eat, <laughs> we eat eggs Benedict. Yeah, that I, is I, true. I, I eat. You got I fair eat point there. You got me. You know, I don't. You know, so the thing is, is what he did compared to what these women did. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you have a baby. That baby was born within the Islamic State. They have no ties to our country, that mm -hmm. child. Yeah. I get their babies, but the people that they are being raised by are inflicting amounts of trauma that could be dangerous for our society if that child grows up around that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've already been subjected to – or yeah, is it subjected? They've, they've already been shown so much trauma in their mm -hmm. lives. Yeah. Right. Their fathers are dying at rapid rates. They're being taught an ideology from a t from a tiny impressionable age. From that a very teaches, extremist group. Well, these ideals teach these kids to hate the Western world. Mm -hmm. So what happens if we show them kindness? They grow up without a father. They grow up longing for the for that past. You know, I just wish I had my dad. Well, who killed your mm -hmm. dad? The Western world killed your dad. Yeah. 
you don't see yeah. the full spectrum of what happened. You don't see the full mm -hmm. 360 view. So that's where our society is left to basically say, well, do we let them back in and give them another shot or do, cause in my opinion, I think being the bigger person as far as the world goes mm -hmm. would be to show this group no mercy Yeah, because it's like, did you show these people mercy that you yeah. decapitated? Have you shown uh -huh. the people mercy in the cities that you've conquered? Mm -hmm. And the, in the video, the BBC video is like the interviewer is like, well, do you feel sorry at all for like that bomb that went off at Manchester's yeah. Uh, yeah. soccer stadium in the city that she was, she's from a city near there. Yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. And she's like, like, do you feel bad? She's like, yeah, of course I feel bad. It's just, it's too easy to apologize for something like that. Like, uh, like she didn't mm -hmm. one. I mean, she didn't play. It didn't seem like she played a role in it. Like she, specifically, like you yeah, know, totally, yeah. But like you were part of a truly awful organization. See, I mean, like, and we hold mm -hmm. we hold Nazis to that standard. Where I realize not all Nazis worked at concentration camps. Right. Yeah. I know this. Mm -hmm. However. You were still under the same flag they were. Right. You know what I mean? So the yeah. peaceful majority are irrelevant mm -hmm. in that instance. Yeah. So although mm -hmm. there are people who live in these societies that ISIS have decided to build for themselves, although not everyone might be doing beheadings, you still are rearing the men who are. You are still okay with it. If you're if you can live there and basically just say, well, it sucks for me right now, but I'm not going to leave right. until things yeah. get so bad. It's like, well, you made that choice. You know, no one forced you to go. Right. No one held a gun to your head in Alabama or in Manchester saying you have to come with us. Mm -hmm. No one did. You made that choice on your own. Right. And now you have to suffer the consequences, I feel like. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know that's brutal, but I care so much for... I really do. I, I really do care so much for my society, my 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 country and the people living here. And there, I, I care so much about the freedoms that protect them. And I feel like we would be doing our our way of life a disservice if right. we if we mm -hmm. try and be peaceful with these people who promote yeah. killing us all. Mm -hmm. It's there's just a lot of different pieces moving here. Yeah. And for if you look at it just based on like, at least personally, they from the perspective of like they made a mistake and they want to like sort of like change that over and like mm -hmm. sort of fix that. I'm trying I'm spacing on words oh, right good. now, but trying to fix that, there's a certain level of, I guess forgiveness that we should be giving but as you look more into what happened here i mean she started she essentially denounced american and western culture yep there are tweets of her saying let me pull it up exactly i have it on on this ny times article uh she says if i can actually find it uh let's see Okay, I'm totally... <laughs> I cannot find it right now. Um, oh, okay, here we go. And she wrote this in 2015. It says, Americans, wake up. You have, you have much to do while you live under our greatest enemy. 
enough of your sleeping, go on drive-bys and spill all their blood, or rent a big truck and drive all over them. Yikes. And you get peaceful, that. bro. She's so peaceful, bro. But then you get that combined with her burning her passport. And there's right that level of yeah, good essentially one. denouncing American <laughs> culture. Mm-hmm. Identity, dude. There's a... She's denouncing her identity yeah. as an American. Right. And so there's a, there is a limit to where the forgiveness goes. I feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, think with. think about this too. Think about the how many how many people, mm-hmm. Islamic people who live here in this country. She does a disservice to all of those people who live here, who yeah. are a part of our society who and contribute to not paying everyone taxes. loves it, but yeah. they do because. They appreciate people. They understand. understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, by leaving and joining this organization, do them a disservice. Yeah. Because they they believe the same Allah you do. Mm -hmm. But they understand their opportunities here on earth and they appreciate them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we all can do much better to recognize our opportunities here and understand that it's a privilege to be living here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all can be doing better. Mm -hmm. But I think when you basically defect to the country who or the the ideology that would do away with ours mm-hmm. you're not just a traitor to the nation but you're a traitor to our way of life right mm-hmm. and that's because you can have a yeah. different way of every every one of us has a different way of life living here and that's what makes america so mm-hmm. beautiful is that like peter you're religious i'm not very religious but yeah. we can both be civil we can coexist dude we have yeah, done exactly. multiculturalism the best mm-hmm uh, it's not perfect, but it's we've done the best. It's called the melting pot for a reason. Yeah, it's, it's a gumbo pot, bro. There we go. <laughs> Bring your spice. <laughs> so with but, that being yeah. said, I think it's uh, it's yeah. super complex. We're not going to solve it, but it yep. is a conversation yeah. that should be had and should be and acknowledged. should be started. It's a difficult one, but. Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, with that being Take said, it away. Yeah, we're going to move history. it on to this week in history. history. And this week Me. is uh, an interesting one just because I don't think – I don't think many people know about it. Mm-hmm. So you're familiar with Inauguration Day, right? It's yep. Jan- January the 20th. Well, uh-huh. it used to not be. And there was an, there was an original. Yeah, I know. There was an original Inauguration Day, which pertains to this week in history. So I believe, uh, yeah, so March 4th is the original Inauguration Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason for that was uh, Washington was elected twice as president. And during his second uh, inauguration, it took place on March 4th, 1793. And that made it the official inauguration day. Mm-hmm. March 4th was the day um, to be unless it fell on a Sunday. Out of respect for the Sabbath day, they would push it to Monday, March 5th. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, well, there aren't super, there, aren't, there can't be that many Sundays. Well, actually, Presidents Monroe, Taylor, Hayes, and Wilson would all be sworn in on the 5th. There's 52 Sundays in a year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, a so. lot of Sundays. Just wanted to say that. Anyway. Yeah, and then uh, so many generations after this official inauguration date found that the gap between election day, which is the first the first Tuesday after November 1st, right? Um, mm-hmm. and inauguration day... Uh, which is, you know, that gap is usually used to us for So, okay, I'll explain this better. Election day is the first Tuesday after uh-huh. November 1st. Okay. Right. Yes. The inauguration day, which is 
which was back then March 4th, the gap between the, the few months between those two days was used for the president to gather his cabinet right. in order to start work the day after Inauguration Day, to not yeah. waste any time, can just get going with it. And back then it was about five months then. Yeah, it was about four, four, four or five months. Four or yeah. five months. So. Whatever it is. Quick maths. I don't know. Yeah, compared to two months. I'm now. not good with the quick maths, guys. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, about, and now it's about two months. Right, so now, so, so this is where this, this whole change comes into play, is that um, on January 23rd, 1933, the 20th Amendment was passed, declaring January 20th the new Inauguration Day. This was to eliminate, oh. so yeah, so I guess a lot of people felt that this long gap between Election Day and Inauguration Day was just too much. And they felt that, like, you don't need that much time to right. just build your cabinet. Because, like, if you're running for president, you should already be thinking about that. you got to be getting that bread. Yep. Let's get this bread, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, 1933, they actually change it, which is why the new Inauguration Day is on January the 20th rather than March 4th-5th. And actually, also with that, um, that Sabbath day rule still applies. Mm-hmm. So if, if mm-hmm. January the 20th falls on the Sabbath day, Inauguration Day will be pushed to Monday the 21st. Yeah. So that is, it's a short but sweet this day in history. If you want to give that a look-ski, give that a little Just look-ski. Fun, fun little fact of the day. A little factoid yeah. Keep for, this going. Week, for this week in history. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, yeah, I guess we're, so, I mean, just keeping it short and sweet, let's move it on to the, the culture, the culture. Sweet, because I'm obviously the most cultured out of all of us, born and raised in Utah and Idaho, (laughs) never left, LDS, like, here we go, peak of culture right here. It's not, it's not like, it's not like Ian grew up in Europe or anything. Yeah. It's not like I, Ethan's no, parent, his dad is Jewish, or like he has all this other culture with him. My dad is, just to clarify, my father is not religious, but he does have Jewish heritage. There we go, Jewish heritage. I, I try my, and pass that torch okay. on. My my dad it, was born in Canada, so I guess that's the max of is that my true? culture. Sick. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. Which part of Canada? So, yeah. I'm not exactly sure. This is new Because he was born there, and then oh. he he came to the U.S. very soon after that were his parents canadian no okay well so, i think it's if your parents have citizenship you have citizenship so i right? can get dual citizenship you should but get, dude you i know that. i can get i gotta do okay, it funny yeah. thing i can get citizenship with israel dude that'd be so dope i don't know what i'd do with it <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i i don't know what i do with canadian citizenship honestly like apologize about it i don't know anyway going so on sorry to Going on to the dessert of this podcast, the culture. The culture. We got music. Yeah, music. Music picks this week. So I got two. Yeah, let's okay. hear it. I, I went through one of my old playlists from back before I was a missionary. So back in 2015, just gave that a listen because I wanted to see what I was into then compared to now. Right. And I realized how much I loved this artist called Jungle. If you guys Jungle. have heard of them, they did. If you've seen the Apple Watch commercial recently, where it's all like the chain link, it's like the chain hmm. of Apple Watches. I, I'm gonna be oh yeah, 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 yeah. The the funky music on that that's by Jungle. Okay. So, what what is it like? Like dude, who's ever picking the music like, at Apple? Shouts. It's sort of yeah. like s- jazzy type stuff. I don't Sweet. know. It's it's smooth cool. I mean, stuff. I, I, it's I, way funky. I dig it. I'm game. But um. <laughs> 
their their whole discography is just like discography i can't pronounce anything today i know what you mean uh is just amazing i absolutely love it their first album came out in like 2014 and then their last album came out last year and they're both just fantastic really and good. i i listen to them good all to the time let's give so, that a quick uh, listen yeah yeah sweet yeah all right so, Ian, got you that. got any picks for this um, week of music yeah i've actually so i got headphones back oh yeah since our last cast yeah i got i you know use that good old christmas target gift card to get some uh there some Bluetooth. I mean, no AirPods, but you, you got know, AirPods. No, I did not get AirPods. I got. He like, can't hear like, you like, over all the money <laughs> he has. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, person breathes. Yeah, exactly. Person with AirPods. No, they don't fall out. <laughs> they don't fall out. Um, it's like I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, so I, I've been getting back into music, and an yeah, yeah. artist I listened to, named Omar Apollo. He's very. He's like very solely smooth, jazzy, like very nice, like R and B vocals. So what kind hair. of what kind of mood, what kind of atmosphere um, would you recommend giving oh, this artist a listen oh, to? Oh, I don't know. Like that's a that's a good question. Ooh. Like maybe if we you're like start just it's good like background that. We should just like start recommending yeah. when they should listen to this artist. Exactly. I'm looking on Spotify yeah. and seeing a lot of the artists that are like fans would also like this and a lot of those i listen to so. yeah yeah um it's very much like having playing in the background while you're on like a nice date or doing something with a girl or something or boy like playing or, video yeah, like, games <laughs> like heavy quotations yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. with a girl games. like yeah, anyway whatever 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 you <laughs> oh with whomever you would like to you like to have a nice time with it's good. Whoever like, your whoever your significant other is. Yeah, it's good. To, it's like good mood setting music. It's very nice and relaxing. Yeah. But his EP, however, his latest one, is like a total like left field pit left field pitch. Yeah, I played a baseball. real departure. <laughs> yeah, a real uh, like a real departure from his normal stuff. It's very mm-hmm. raspy indie vocals with a lot of like muted guitar and it's so different but the his the other song the ep i'm drawing a blank on what both they're called is very much like original omar apollo i'm i'm digging it like i it's really fun Mm -hmm. to listen to it's all good stuff that's uh that's my pitch this week what about you well before i say let's give that one a quick listen as well i don't mind my head in the sky thinking of you yeah i mean for i'm definitely gonna need to give your guys i love this but for me yeah because i I usually go up and yeah i I usually look up what you guys say and add that to the playlist but i'm a huge fan of uh lee fields and the expressions if you guys have ever heard of lee fields no super old dude re i mean i don't know how old he is but he's not young Wow, he, uh, this photo just looks old. He, yeah, so he's he's an old guy. He's uh, I think he's had two albums prior. He has a new mm-hmm. album coming out this year, 2019. He's released two new there songs, 
and I love both of them. So, I mean, I would recommend giving Lee Fields a listen when you're uh, either in the car and going somewhere. It's pretty soulful. It's a kind of bluesy rock. I like the the concept of his group is that he is old and he used to he used to be a singer back. I mean, I think it was the 70s, mm-hmm. but um, a group of young musicians are actually the ones who are creating his new sound. And so it's like it's like taking the newer generations of rock and roll and blues and, you know, taking a classic voice and mixing the two. It's phenomenal music. Right. And I would definitely uh, recommend giving Lee Fields and the Expressions a good listen. There's Lee a good Fields. amount of music to pick from. Let's give that one a quick listen as well. Yeah. You're the kind of girl Wear your heart on your All right, I guess that's uh, that's it for this week in music, unless you guys have anything else you want to add to that. Not about music. What have, what no. have you guys been... How how are you guys? What have you guys been up Man, to? Man, I'm fine. I haven't been Pretty gaming good. very much. i got to be real with you. School has been absolutely Yeah, Yeah, nuts. two two midterms this week and, and two yeah. more. Well, technically, technically We have three, one but... next week, I think. Yeah. Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Civil War is coming up, and I have another German one, which is... Yeah. I've got to kick my butt. Deutschland! <laughs> I have two papers due this next week and a take-home exam and an actual exam. So like, I don't think I have any. I'm just kind of dying on the inside. I don't think I have any homework. Yeah, I just have that score exam study. And I got some homework I got to finish tonight. So I'm doing. Gotta be real though. I've been watching the show. Well, my lady and I have been binging the show on Netflix called uh, Friends from College. With Keegan Michael Key, one oh, of the duos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fr- one of the oh, duo, okay, okay. Key and Peele, yeah. phenomenal mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's a Netflix original, and it's got, it's got uh, Keegan Michael Key, and Fred Savage. Dang. Was he in the Wonder Years? Is that what he's in? He's in the I Never. End, he's the little yeah, kid yeah. from the Never Ending Story. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Fred Savage. Oh. And then his younger brother is actually Corey from Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. What a family, yeah, dude. Yeah. What a. Their, dude, their parents have got to be just so proud if they're yeah. still if they're still around. I mean, they've mm-hmm. got to realize like both Savage brothers have been. Oh, Fred Savage was in Little Monsters. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen Little Monsters. That's a great Little movie. Monsters. Oh, man. and Fred Savage was the little boy in Princess Bride. That's what I just said, man. Oh, sorry. Oh, did I, I say am... Princess Diaries? Yeah, I... yeah, I think you said no. You didn't say Princess. I don't know what you it's said. It's Princess but... Bride. Princess Bride. And then yeah, he's in Friends from College. Cool. From college. He, yeah. Sweet. Okay. Friends from College. The premise is. The premise is sad, but the material is funny. Um, Keegan-Michael Key is having an affair with one of his friends from college. And I guess their friends, their friend group from college is like super, super tight. And they, they try and meet back up with each other as much as they can. Mm -hmm. And they're really Mm -hmm. uh, energetic and get into a lot of trouble. And um, basically Keegan-Michael Key is having an affair with his friend from college. He breaks it to her that he and his wife are moving to their city Oof. And it's basically all of the drama that surrounds this secret affair. Oof. So all their friends know each other. Keegan Michael Key is actually married to another friend of his from college, who who is in their friend group. Um, it's funny to see all of the drama unfold. Huh. So yeah, if you want to see sort of a quirky comedy, uh, give that it. yeah cor- a little quirky little, and it's totally binge worthy too. Sweet. So if you're just a, and what, you're, what's it on? It's on Netflix. Friends Netflix. from College. Tight, 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 tight. Yeah, I can't think of anything else I've really been watching other than that. But I'm uh, watching this weekend is not to date the podcast, but have you guys ever played the Division? 
Tom Clancy? I've heard. Yeah. I've I seen videos seeing of that oh, stuff man. So it, like, but... the second one's coming out, right? Yeah, the beta is yeah. this weekend. Ooh. So like the OG, it got a lot of flack because, you know, it wasn't, it didn't have all the material that was E3 and it was watered down. And they mm-hmm. changed a lot of stuff. But it was so cool because like, I loved the premise. And the premise is that like, it's post-apocalyptic, right? More or less, yeah. yeah. So the the first one takes place. It takes place after Black. It takes place more or less after Black Friday, and mm. a terrorist organization um, douses um, a like circulated money in um, like this disease. Okay, and they. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. They release the disease. Kind of. More Ooh. or less. Yeah. And this this disease, it's not like zombie or anything. It's just like sickness. Right. Um, and they, But they do it on Black Friday where money is exchanging the most hands. Oh. Oh. And well, that's a concept. Yeah, exactly. So Jeez. it's like all these people are getting infected by this disease by making sheer contact with it through dollar bills. Surprise, I'm safe, though, because Apple Pay. Yeah, literally. (laughs) I don't carry cash. Yeah, but literally. The only cash I carry is quarters, dude. (laughs) That's it. I only have quarters because laundry. Yeah. It was actually based off a real scenario. When? Um... Not like it, it was like a like a scenario, like Wait, a test. It's a test based on see. a real scenario that Tom Clancy had in mind. <laughs> no, it was there a, we go. It was a government test to see how effective U.S. Um, response is to more or less like biochemical warfare. Oh, uh, uh, gotcha. And when the U.S. did, I think it happened in New York when the U.S. actually did the simulation in 2013, I think. They they realized how absolutely underprepared they were. The the United States actually was so, um, you know, R.I.P. Tom Clancy. His like you know his whole brand, like found out about this test and like mm-hmm. read all the research about it and we're like okay, what if this actually happened? Yeah, what if they actually went through with it? Yeah, so this organization you know infects half of New York, so New York comes becomes this quarantine zone because there's all this sickness that they don't. It just came out of nowhere. Right. So, and the division, um, division agents are sleeper agents all across the United States. They can be literally anyone. Um, and they are like the U.S.'s last stand should infrastructure more or less fall apart. So, division agents are supposed to go into New York City um, and, er- and eradicate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're supposed to uh, destroy the terrorist cells, reduce rioting. And uh, re-detain any uh, convicts that you know were exposed or escaped during this like giant blackout of New York City. All right, and this the second one is and, coming and out. The, the beta one, one the yeah. beta is coming out for yeah. the second one this weekend. And this weekend is playing, it and it takes this one takes place in D.C. I don't know if it's the same scenario. I don't know the whole story, mm-hmm. but I love the first one. I'm super stoked to play the beta this weekend. No matter what anyone tells me, it was one of my favorite games of I think twenty fifteen. So I'm excited. Wow. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. What about you, Peter? You Oof. been doing anything lately? Seen anything? I, gaming at all? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm playing a bit of Smash, but that's besides the point. Man, smashing with your uh, friends, dude. You yeah. smash your friends. Dude. There we go. That's all right. The time. Yeah. Oh, Oscars. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. I oh. gotta get to a show. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Let's Sorry. hear about so. it. I didn't cut you off. I haven't been watching anything really this week just because school before spring break and everything. Right. right. 
but there's this show on Netflix. So when I was in Japan, I saw trailers for this animated movie called, in America, it's called Mary and the Witch's Flower. And if you've seen anything by Studio Ghibli, uh-huh. it's sort of that animation style. Gotcha. And it's just this nice little, like, movie about this girl who, like, finds out she has magical powers. Like, cool. it's... It's like a I wholesome version of good, Carrie. I like a good Matilda story, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Matilda. It's, it's just, it's a great, just nice, nice movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice, happy movie. That's I feel like sometimes. That's so funny. You, like, added yeah. Ponyo last week, and now you're, like, yeah, yeah, another Ponyo. peaceful little. I just, yeah. I feel like sometimes we're, we're a little bit gritty and dark on this, and, and I want to add That's a little bit of true. light and color. That's very true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah that, Politics and history are generally very sad. I mean, I just want to add a little bit <laughs> of light. Sadness and fat. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna. I was gonna talk about another documentary that I saw called White Helmets uh, on Netflix, which is nuts. But just this movie is just so nice. Like you can watch it with your family. Watch Sweet. it with your just friends. Just and just kick back, relax. Watch it with a nice you, when you're high. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Sweet. But, I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever that might yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, back to we were talking yeah. we were about to start Oscar talk. Oscars. Wait, 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 before you do that, doc, you said documentary. Uh that was so, White Helmets. Oh, White guess, Helmets. What's, what, what, what's White Helmets? So it's about this uh like volunteer group in I want to say Syria that I've heard of this. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it's it. It's on Netflix. It's only about 40 minutes. Maybe it's I fantastic. Have seen it. Maybe I it's my girlfriend and I, yeah, we pro- we I think we watched it. What is it yeah. about? So, so, so it's these this like not what is it like there's, non there's, nonprofit group essentially. Well, they're and, basically civilian volunteers, volunteers. to go help pull people out of rubble. Isn't yeah, that right? when like bombs hit, they they're the first responders for these bombs oh, in no, Syria. We're back to sad. And it's, <laughs> it's absolutely nuts to oh, see geez. how few of them there are. Mm-hmm. And just and how much see, work they have. Yeah, and how much work. And for some of them, they have family members that die in the middle of, like, when they're Holy cow. Uh, filming all of this. And it's just, it's really sad, but it's also just, like... It's a good story. And it's it's good to be aware. Yeah. And it's great to see that people are willing to do this, because I don't think I'd be willing to do it. Yeah. And willing to sacrifice my life like this, but I just have so much respect for these people that do. Totally. So. Yeah, I would definitely back you on that. If you would, yes. if you are willing to be a little bit more brave and watch something that will definitely challenge your ability to not cry. Yeah. Yeah. Go give this one a watch. I would. Yeah, I remember watching this now. I want to say mm. it won some awards. Uh, it's not I very long. Check on too. That. It's not super long. It's yeah. good to know. But yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was, won. It won the Oscar for best documentary short oh. subject. What uh, a perfect segue! Like, what a great yeah. segue! Yeah, to that, talk that, I got us here. Yeah, I got easy, us covered. Yeah, well, dang. And good, Green good Book stuff. stole the best picture. That was surprising, uh, wasn't it? To me, uh, dude. Okay. That's the safest pick that, to yeah. have an Oscar. Dude, okay. Win. Roma won best picture. The best internet or the best foreign one, right? No, but it it was the best film dude i I felt i felt that everything about it they took such a bland topic and made it amazing and it also won like best cinematography so like it won a lot of awards besides the best film the star studded you know best yeah and and the thing about green book winning too i saw this thing that spike lee immediately protested and was like this is this is the problem with hollywood is that these movies that show like 
the buddy buddiness yeah of, it's like of wow white people times. are so dope like no but it's just like we can be friends yeah it's like, exactly. but that wasn't history dude yeah like the road the road to civil rights and the road out of civil rights mm-hmm. was rough mm-hmm. yeah it still is our political climate right now is very polarized and a lot of people like who hold racist ideals are right. emerging and yeah. getting a spotlight again and I think like his argument is valid, Spike Lee's, in saying that Hollywood always gets it wrong, dude. Like we were talking, okay, well, Ian and I have a Civil War history class, and at the very beginning of the semester, we were talking about movies that, like Civil War themed movies, Civil War based movies that Mm -hmm. always get the Civil War wrong, Mm -hmm. and like. It's always like, oh, I didn't want slaves. Yeah, I didn't want slaves, and I worked to get slaves freed. It's like, dude. Well, not really. That was like not really a thing. If like the Confederate who who was friends with black people. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's mm. not wrong really, narrative, buddy. <laughs> yeah, not not didn't really happen. And then it's like especially with like the the I think like one of the most famous films, if not the most famous Civil War film, is Lincoln. Mm. And that that mm-hmm. shows little to no soldiering in it. It shows yeah. basically Lincoln's efforts to is it yeah it's his it's his efforts, it's his efforts to get the 15th 13th amendment passed yeah. right. which is important oh like, absolutely no, yeah, super yeah, 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 important. yeah definitely but as far as showing showing like the life of the civilian yeah. populace during the civil war yeah they get it, it wrong all yeah. the time in hollywood and he was saying that green book is no exception dude yeah the green book takes place i think uh I mean, a few years before Black Klansman, his film takes place. Yeah. Black Klansman takes place, I believe, in the late 70s mm-hmm. in Colorado. And there was another podcast. I can't remember who did it. My girlfriend sent it to me, and it was great. Mm-hmm. It was the true story behind Black Klansman. Tons of stuff is faking Black Klansman as far as, like, story goes. Like, the cop that he, the cop that plays Ron Stallworth in, like, the, the white version of Ron Stallworth wasn't Jewish in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, like, the main guy didn't... Yeah, yeah. Ron Stallworth, I think is his name, di- he didn't have a love interest. Right. So... Yeah. I mean, okay, well, those are two things. However, the atmosphere of race relations at that time is super accurate. I uh-huh. guess, like, at that time period, co- two of Colorado's... Uh, two members of Colorado's legislature were Klan members. Right. So... Mm-hmm. So Colorado actually did really have a clan presence and race yeah. relations weren't super hot. I mean, uh, or they weren't super peaceful. I, I think mm-hmm. it's mentioned in the film and I think it's pretty much just well-known knowledge by now that the main character of the movie black Klansman in real life was the first African American detective for his police station mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that was the late seventies. I mean, my parents were alive. I think all of our parents were alive. Yeah. So, Super crazy, but Spike Lee basically comes forward right after uh, right after Green Book wins and says, "Hollywood, get it together and tell the truth." Basically about about this this story you have been promoting for decades, which is that you give awards to the 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 film that doesn't get history right, right, and you need to stop that. Mm-hmm. And I completely and agree. Like I don't know, and it's also in the past twenty years. I can't remember what it's the lowest audience approved ranked movie 
that one's best picture. I, was, I think it was 32nd. How many of us have, yeah. I, how have you seen it? No. no. Have you seen it? Nope. The why they win. Because <laughs> no this, no okay, the other thing, movie. the other thing that I was super up in arms about was like, why is Black Clan, or why is Black Panther nominated? As far as a movie, mm-hmm. so this is the thing. I love superhero movies. I yeah. always have. I love them. I had a neighbor when I was like 12 who moved in across the street and he really turned me on to the to the to the comic book life. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. really appreciating the history, appreciating like the story behind the story. Yeah. And my one of my favorite superhero movies ever made is Watchmen. If you guys have ever seen it, it's Good Zack one. Snyder. Oh, right it's after it's, Vietnam, man. Oh, dude, it's it's dark, it's honest, it's, it's brutal. It shows what the world of a superhero, of a vigilante, more more so, would look like. Well, where mm. was that Oscar nom? Yeah. Okay, well, then that shows me. It's like, okay, well, Black, Black Panther is basically up there, not because of the content of the film, which, just to remind us, the, the point of the Oscars is to give awards for films that push the genre, that push the medium, that are pushing mm-hmm. film. I don't uh-huh. think Black Panther as a movie, as as the movie itself, did anything for superhero movies. Like right. Avengers Infinity War was so much better mm-hmm. as a superhero movie. I get the cultural aspects of the importance of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. It's huge for the culture, but as a mm-hmm. movie, it's not amazing. Right. It's corny. There are parts of the CGI that I'm like, you could have done, you could have put so much more effort into. Mm-hmm. There were parts of the, the, there are parts of the movie with the villain where I'm like, he's not really a villain. He's actually just kind of a dude with a justifiable cause. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, the, I get what you mean. like 20, 2008's Heath Ledger's Joker. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Iconic. But mm-hmm. why? Because he shows the true face, the true face of what a villain's cause is. He is the, he is the poster child for, the villain. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like Black Panther's villain was anything special. I really yeah. don't. I, I just really don't. So, yeah. I mean, like, with Oscar season, I still need to see a lot of those movies. And Me hopefully, too. Hopefully next year's Oscars will be a little bit more uh, representational of what the people feel. Yeah. <sighs> I concur. I'm just glad that it's over now. Yeah. Hopefully uh, 2019 gives us some really good movies. There's yeah. going to be a lot to talk about in upcoming uh time with these disney remakes mm-hmm. you can't escape will smith's blue blue genie oh that's a conversation for another time or that the, is yes, new, that's a whole other even that's that, a whole man. other cast or the new need. lion king like i we'll just, see how this we'll yeah. see how all this goes yeah. Yeah. and i think that's it for this week's episode you guys want to add anything uh where can they reach it where, where can the people ask us questions where can they request the topics that they want to hear so we got a pretty dope Twitter account. Yeah, we got Twitter. Uh, yeah. That's at S O N podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can reply to us, DM us. Our DMs are open. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, we also have an email. Peter, what's the email? The dot sun dot podcast at gmail dot com. You heard it here so, first, folks. Yeah. You're, well, we've said it a lot. <laughs> yeah. You're hearing it again, unless this is, first this time. is your first yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then welcome. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. All right. yeah. Well, guys, we will be back with you again next week with a fresh new episode with plenty of fresh commentary. Until then, I'm Ethan. I'm Ian. And I'm Peter. Keep it tight. We will see you next week. See you. Bye.